Hello and welcome to Aaron's Final. Upon thinking of the name and title of this podcast, I realized it would probably be my first and last podcast. So why not be totally transparent and just call it Aaron's Final. So welcome to Aaron's Final by Aaron, none other than Aaron Kenny. And let's get started with today's episode. So today's episode, we are going to be talking about plastic. Um, and in this plastic adventure that I've gone on, I originally had this quest to figure out what is plastic's effect on our body. Plastic is everywhere. You can you look around. You'll probably see plastic in every single room that you go into, whether it's a store, whether it's your house, whether it's school, you'll probably see some plastic. Sadly, even if you go down to the beach, you'll probably see some plastic. In the forest, depending on where you go, you might see some plastic. So I was just really curious about what its effect is on our body, because I feel like we've heard a lot um just as a society, and well, I, when I say that, I mean America, um, we hear a lot about plastic's effect on the environment and the harms it can do, um, but we don't really hear much about what it does to our own bodies. So this past November of 2020, I had a doctor's appointment, and my doctor actually asked me how much plastic touches the food that I'm eating and I thought about that and I was like well not that much because I make most of my meals at home um I don't eat a whole lot of processed food so not that much but then I went to my fridge and I saw that my vegetables are wrapped in plastic my fruit My apples come in a big plastic bag. Everything I eat, my condiments, um, the milk that I drink, everything, it's coming in a plastic container or plastic wrapping. So I got to researching for this class when presented with an array of options of things to research. I chose to research plastic and figure out more about why my doctor had asked me that question. Um, And in my research, I was really surprised to find that there's not that much information about plastic's effect on our bodies. What I found out is that BPA is, which is a type of plastic, um, has been banned. It first was banned in Canada and then later in America. I found that from a New York Times article. Um, And then from a BBC study, they studied plastic's presence in water bottles. Um, They tested different brands of water bottles. They poured the water out, put in some dye. They called it the Nile Red dye. And in that, they were able to see free-floating pieces of plastic. They found, when they tested, they found 93% of the bottled water they had tested showed signs of microplastic contamination. And if you're not aware of what microplastic is, 
it's pretty much essentially it's just macroplastic. So think about like um, a water bottle. And when the water bottle goes to the ocean, because that's typically where it's ending up, um, from the sun and the waves and the salt water, it breaks down. And over time, it turns, it, it breaks down into little pieces. So the bigger pieces, as they break down, they become really small pieces. They don't disintegrate necessarily. They just become really tiny, tiny pieces. Um, sometimes you can see them with your naked eye, but there are even pieces that you can't see with your naked eye. Um, so these water bottles, what's in our water, it's found in our tap water. They find it in beer, in our sea salt. They are finding these little microplastics, which scientists and researchers aren't too sure about what their effect is on the body. What they do know is that when we are consuming, let's say, a water bottle, that that then is going to be coming into our body. Once it's in our body, they're not sure exactly what it can do because of the novelty of plastic. Um, and I sent out a survey to some people around the country. Um, mostly, I will disclose, mostly the people, I didn't ask for their age, but I would say most of the people that took this survey were probably in their early 20s, um, maybe a few older people of my family members that I sent it in maybe their 50s. Um, and what I found from 34 responses is that um, people don't know that plastic has a negative effect on their body um, and that people use a lot of plastic. I was really shocked to see, to hear that out of, um, out of everybody that I, that took this survey, my question is, do you use single use plastic water bottles? And 32% said yes. And five or sorry, 6% said often. That was pretty shocking to me that I thought that more people were going to say never. Um, and I also was curious to hear that when I asked, are you if concerned about plastic's effect on your body? 70% did say somewhat out of the other options were not at all. And lastly, extremely. So 14% said extremely, 14% said not at all, and 70 said somewhat. So this got me back to the drawing board, back to the research, and I was really trying to find more information about what is plastic's effect on our body, but unfortunately there's not that much information. So I decided to have a conversation with a dear friend of mine who is a medical scribe. So I'm going to welcome her on to the podcast. All right. So I'm going to welcome my friend Claire to the podcast. Uh, Claire is a, a medical scribe, an extraordinaire, queen of monochrome outfits. <laughs> All 
All right. Um, Claire, do you want to say hello to everybody? Hi, guys. Um, happy to be here. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. Um, did make a few YouTube videos back in the day, but this is about it for the podcast game. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's my first podcast, so we're in this together. Okay. Good to <laughs> I've never know. been a guest on a podcast. Good to know. So, um, yes, so I've already been chatting with the listeners a little bit about research I've done individually regarding plastic and specifically plastic's effect on our body. Um, and while, from research that I've done, plastic can be harmful to our bodies, I also have found that plastic can be very helpful in the medical field. So as a medical scribe, um, well, first off, do you want to tell our listeners what exactly, what is a medical scribe? What do you, what does that mean? (laughs) I, well, I, I think it can be different depending on the specialty and the specific setting, but I work in a family care office so Mm -hmm. essentially birth to death is what we Mm. cover and what I do is I essentially supplement a lot of what the physician is doing Mm -hmm. so they provide hands-on care but Mm -hmm. I do a lot of the documentation and orders and um such like Mm -hmm. that (laughs) got it got it um yeah but yeah that's pretty much what I do, and I think with that comes a lot of um, watching and observing and learning, and I think, you know, I through that I've definitely been able to see kind of what plastic is used for and mm-hmm. the goods and the bads mm-hmm. in the medical field. So Yeah. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about um, where you see... So for my listeners, I asked Claire to pay attention to where she saw plastic in in the workplace this last week so tell us a little bit about where you see plastic in most well (laughs) I mean from the offices to um our kind of like our breakdown room where we you know are breaking down like all the materials that you might see when you go in if any of you guys go to the doctor <laughs> but um I mean there is a combination of both the materials that are in there already that are completely reusable like the mm-hmm. exam table um mm-hmm. the you know furniture things like that but a lot of it like the paper that they roll out you know to put yeah. on there is reusable there are there's a combination of like a plastic meets paper Mm. pillow cover things like that it's like I think before you know hospitals would use like bed linen and things Mm -hmm. like that which we still use a small amount of that like in our procedure room but just Mm -hmm. in you know the exam rooms it's mostly going to be like paper or plastic products Mm -hmm. um mixed with you know some things that are metal that I think they've just found like for durability Mm. um metal works best but Mm -hmm. I mean in terms of like giving children immunizations with Mm -hmm. um syringes and whatnot I think we use plastic all the Mm -hmm. time for that aside from a metal needle but we still have to safely dispose of both those products Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um I think 
that would be something that I see every day is, mm-hmm. you know, giving children immunizations yeah. or adults. Yes. Um, yeah. Especially now with the COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. we administer that to some of the population. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, just there's a lot, like, we use plastic cups to collect urine samples on yeah. pregnant women and yeah. um, other people. I mean, yeah. We are always doing, like, U-toxes on people that mm-hmm. are on um, prescription-monitored drugs, yeah. um, controlled substances, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, oh, there's a lot of plastic that we – is single-use that we mm-hmm. dispose of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's kind of, in the medical field, different than, um, like, day-to-day plastic. Like, for, yeah, just, like, Because consumers. I think – well, I think a big part of it is um, – like disease prevention and control Mm -hmm. and just being more sterile now um yeah they've truly learned so much about why that's important and how Mm -hmm. to do that and I think you know it'll definitely be a huge balancing act to figure out like what sort of like biodegradable Mm. plastics and whatnot Mm -hmm. they can start using but yeah yeah that would be interesting especially for a place like Bellingham um well I guess you live you work out in Ferndale but still Whatcom County is in the grand scheme of this country more progressive when Mm -hmm. it comes to being aware of the harms on the environment of plastic so like only due to COVID now that the Fred Meyer and other grocery stores have plastic bags but for a while it was only paper bags Mm -hmm. um and bringing reusable bags and bringing reusable cups to coffee shops and things like that um but as you're saying, like, for the doctor's office, like, it would be impossible to give, like, a glass cup yeah. to, or a metal cup mm-hmm. for somebody to pee in. And then you mm-hmm. have to clean that. Well, and especially and... now with, you know, with COVID, this protocol has mm. completely changed. And, yeah. Um, just making sure what one patient touches, another patient doesn't. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, just, that's definitely something I've seen, and, um, I think other plastics that are used would be, um, definitely, like, for, like, catheterization and things like that, we're always using, like, tubing, like, plastic Mm. tubing, and, um, that's definitely something that I think can be used multiple times, like, especially for, we're doing a lot of, like, outpatient care, so, Mm -hmm. you know, patients that are at home dealing Mm -hmm. with these issues, like, needing to use a catheter on, you know, like, an elderly parent or something, Mm -hmm. um, but we provide supplies, or we link people up with, you know, our local suppliers, like, Norco and Lincare, who provide, like, durable medical equipment, and Mm -hmm. a lot of that, you know, you think durable, probably not plastic, but... Yeah. A lot of the plastics that they're using now are actually much more durable than, like, other materials, materials yeah. that they are using before. Yeah. Yeah. Do you say, do you think you see very much glass at work, or? I would say no. I yeah. mean, I think a big thing is safety. Yeah. And, um, you know, you always walk into the doctor's office and you're like, why is this floor so hard? And it looks a little scary, yeah. you know, like think people would slip and fall, but we can't have 
materials such as like carpet or like yeah. textiles because those carry and harbor harmful mm. bacteria. Yeah. Um, so, you know, everything's pretty much a hard surface and mm-hmm. I think we try to avoid anything that could break and yeah. harm people. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely glass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, would you say, um, like, now in this country, BPA plastics are pretty much, like, gone, (laughs) illegal. Yes. Um, Especially in, I would hope, in the medical field, because that's going to be touching your body. skin (laughs) and your largest organ is your skin. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's a widely known plastic that people have been made aware of. Mm -hmm. Um and like just we see on our water bottles and different things like BPA free do you think have your doctors ever talked or the doctors that you work for have they ever talked about plastic and its potential effects on our bodies or um, is that something that you guys have ever heard or seen I think um, more so in kind of like sometimes like our well child checks like they'll Mm -hmm. be kind of talking about like standard questions like are you making sure like your kid wears a helmet and like what sort of like products are they exposed to like Mm. do you have like any weapons or things like that and Mm -hmm. I've heard like kind of in casual conversation linked with that like you know parents concerns like I think Mm -hmm. it's more so like parents bring up that like are these things that like are safe to use for my children and like a lot of times like first time parents just like are worried about a lot of things like that and I think there's a lot of information out on the internet now that luckily we can read about why mm-hmm. we shouldn't be using certain single-use plastics that especially like those old water bottles that used yeah. to buy at Costco in a flat that you'd leave out in the car and they yeah and they're probably getting too much sun and very yeah. bad for you but I would say it's more so not the doctors or physicians mm. initiating those conversations and it's yeah. definitely something that I don't think it's talked about a lot. Okay, yeah. And for your personal life, do you feel like you... What is your knowledge about plastic and what is your relationship, I guess? I mean, I think I definitely still buy single-use products like Mm -hmm. shampoo and conditioner and face wash that are in plastic bottles that I won't repurpose. Yeah. Um, But I have tried to you know, bring my lunch to work in a reusable container Mm -hmm. that is hopefully not plastic because I'm probably going to want to microwave it, heat it up. Um, But I also use usually like a reusable stainless steel water bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I don't think that I, you know, know the ins and outs or, um, you know, why per se plastic is bad Mm -hmm. for my body. I think you just kind of hear like toxins and, um, potential for causing cancer and those are you know kind of red flag trigger words and yeah that's kind of enough for a lot of people and I think it's been enough for me but I would definitely I'm very interested in medicine and science and yeah I think even just talking about this I'm wondering why I don't know more yeah I think it's well from the research I've done um I'll cue you in on a little bit Claire that I haven't shared with you yet is it's just there's not very much research done Mm. because plastic is so new it is yes um and it's so it's all developing so fast I mean we're in this Mm -hmm. you know tech age where it's everybody's trying to do 
everything new and cheaper. Yes. Um, yeah. And so I think with that, there's always like, there's always a price to pay in some sense. Like it's really hard for things to actually genuinely be cheaper because like for plastic, like mm. it may be cheaper to, let's say like buy this Dasani water bottle. Yeah. Um, and more accessible to buy this Dasani water bottle, um, rather than to buy a stainless steel, like, hydro flask or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. That upfront cost. The upfront cost. I think a lot yeah. of times, yeah. Yeah, but then it's like, well, for buying that cheap Dasani water bottle, and let's say it's like you're going to the beach on the hot sunny mm-hmm. day, like, the sun is hitting it, and yeah, yeah. it's just interesting that there's. There is not as much, as I was researching, like, there was not as much information as I thought going into this project mm-hmm. that there would be. Um, yeah, just very... Well, and, I mean, I would definitely, I think now I'm going to go and do some of my own research as to kind of, yeah, what are those health concerns that people have about, mm-hmm. you know, using those plastics and how it can affect, you know, our yeah. body and our you know, long-term health, and Mm -hmm. I think just working in the medical field, I know how expensive medical care can be, and the inaccessibility of it for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, and, um, you know, if we are limiting the use of those products, um, how that can help people not have to, yeah, not have to seek medical care for these issues, or, um, yeah, because that is very expensive. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've been working um, as a medical scribe for how long now? About, like, two years, two and a half years. And I know that we are now experiencing a pandemic, so it's yeah. going to look a little bit different. But would you say over, like, the course of your time, like, because I've read so much of, like, there's more people that, like, have cancer. Or there's more mm-hmm. people that, like, have diabetes now more than ever. Do you think that, like even over your two-year span, like, have, has there been anything, or has your doctor described anything that has been more, they've seen more of than, you know, over, do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm trying to ask, yeah. like, over the long If there's kind of been a curve with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say I haven't seen a definite trend, but mm-hmm. I think um, I come from a family where both my parents worked in medicine and my Mm -hmm. mom was a nurse and she's been a nurse for over 35 years and you know she started working right when the HIV AIDS Mm -hmm. um you know sort of all that was first going on and they didn't know anything yeah you know um and so I just kind of correlate that a bit to what we have going on now with the Mm -hmm. COVID pandemic and just how you know we isolate people and I think it just kind of comes down to um wanting to keep things sterile keep things protected and Mm -hmm. I think plastic has been a huge game changer in that totally you know plastic products plastic sheeting um yeah you know you walk into the store and you see acrylic products separating you from your cashier and in the medical field that is just intensified you know yeah times 10 at least oh yeah Um, and I think I hope to work in the medical field for 
as long as my mom did or longer, you know, and Mm -hmm. I would assume hopefully in that amount of time, I would see, you know, that we are using plastics for, you know, that benefit. That's really, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's like the, the main benefit that I see is, you know, and also now with COVID, um, we had a hard time getting, you know, products Mm -hmm. in just because, you know, with shipping and everything. I mean, people were having trouble getting Amazon Prime packages on time, but we were having trouble getting PPE and on time. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even just, you know, routine stuff that we use every day, like immunizations and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it has gotten a lot better um, now that things are a bit more controlled, but I would just hope as I continue to work that I would see more of a trend of using those products but also being mindful about mm-hmm. how we're disposing of them yeah. and whatnot and yeah. kind of creating a better link with that but also kind of having those conversations of yeah why in the first place are we avoiding using those for our body and yeah whatnot mm-hmm. yeah I thought it was interesting when you brought up like for like the pea cups like using instead of like a plastic cup maybe like a biodegradable yeah because I've seen those like um I've never I don't know if I've seen a cup but I've definitely seen like lids Mm -hmm. for your coffee oh yeah I guess plastic like Mm -hmm. iced coffee can come in biodegradable so I'd be curious to see what that would look like and like how that would change like just like the impact and like sustainably Mm -hmm. well I'd be I'd wonder if yeah there's any data as to whether or not they're any less effective for being you know I think handling certain bodily fluids but also Mm -hmm. just whether or not there's any data behind those being less sterile or yeah I don't know or if they would like maybe I don't know if they could but like affect like the results of Mm -hmm. what because like depending on what they're made out of like if it's an organic material Mm -hmm. but I would just think you know if something's only being used one time Mm -hmm. you know I don't know because you know from what I've seen those cups are pretty much like the same plastic that is like a Tupperware you know like yeah the type of plastic that a lot of people bring their lunch in you know yeah Yeah. people reuse that all the time but Mm -hmm. I think this different context but oh yeah yeah I don't I don't want to pee in someone else's <laughs> pee cup. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, is there anything else you wanted to share about plastic with our listeners? Buy a reusable water bottle. Amen to Step that. number one. <laughs> Step number one, buy a reusable water yeah. bottle. <laughs> Any that you recommend, what kind of wa- reusable water bottle do you um, have these days? I like a good old knockoff hydro flask from Amen. your local TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Yes. <laughs> Come on, let's go. We love knockoff things here. I'm, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's that upfront cost that is just hard to swallow yeah. sometimes. But it's like, why is one insulated water bottle $35 versus one that's $12? I mean, yeah. I'd like to know if there's any true difference. Yeah, name, yeah what is the... It's hard to know these days, and I think so many, where we live in this day and age where it's like, you walk in and like, the packaging and marketing is so attractive. They're like, look at us, we're sustainable, we're this, we're that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well maybe the only thing that you're sustainable on is one little tiny portion of your 
Maybe you're sustainable on the ink you use, but, like, (laughs) your manufacturing is actually not that sustainable. It uses a lot of water, uses a lot of (laughs) materials, and exploits people but that's a whole nother conversation for another day you know but it's it is interesting though how it's all connected like it is i think all connected to we as humans like there are certain things we have to consume Mm -hmm. and learning a balance of like how we consume maybe the same thing yeah rather than a bunch of little ones that will then an animal in the ocean will go consume. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that is, yeah, just very interesting. Okay, I'm rambling. I don't know really how to do a podcast. <laughs> but, Claire, thank you so much for Thanks joining for me. Of course. <laughs> of course, I loved hearing from you. It's always a pleasure. Um, go keep on scribing for those doctors. <laughs> you are their hands and feet. Yes. Thank Amen. You. <laughs> okay. See ya. All right, y'all. So as I said in the introduction, this before Claire jumped in, um, my study originally was to examine what plastics effect is on our body. However, after the research was done, I noticed that there's not very much information on that yet. So my research kind of shifted more into what is people's relationship with plastic, specifically single-use plastic? And it was surprising to hear and see that a lot of people are, even in 2021, still using single-use plastic. And from my research, I found out that it is almost certain that the average person consumes plastic every single day from that microplastic. So for me, the takeaways are, one, it's okay to shift your research question. Number two, I really want to try to reduce my food and drink touching plastic. I'm going to do that hopefully by committing to using a metal water bottle over a plastic one like a Nalgene. While Nalgene does not have any BPA in it, so it does make it a safer plastic um, from sitting out maybe at the in the heat or in the sun um, on a sunny day, that plastic is still getting to break down just a little bit. Um, and over time, as you watch, wash the plastic water bottle, it starts to deteriorate. Um, and to... Another thing I'm going to try to do is really try to start buying my fruits and vegetables um, not in plastic bags. So rather than buying the pre-packaged two-pound bag of apples, buying them um, singly uh, and putting them in my own reusable produce bag. Uh, And lastly, I have found that a lot of people don't really know much about plastic, which, I mean, I'm no plastic expert. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I would hope to be using my platform and my voice to educate people on plastic and its effect on not only the environment, but also our bodies. Um, I was surprised during my research that I didn't hear more about what plastic's effect is on our body, 
um, which makes me a little bit nervous just because we're kind of going in this blind um, and with how much plastic is allowed to touch our things that we're going to be consuming. Um, so I hope to continue to do my research on plastic and, I don't know, maybe help science in any way that I can. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I have enjoyed doing this podcast. Um, it has been a pleasure and such a treat. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Aaron's final, the final, the first and final podcast, maybe, by Aaron Kenny. Bye.